0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So let's dive into the the weekend finale of games, basically, and how things ended up shaping out for the first series of the regular season. So jumping right into it, we'll start in Washington, D.C. So Nelly Cruz hit his 450th career home run as he powered the Nats to their first win. This is a milestone for Nelly. 450 career home runs. Nelson Cruz has put together quite a remarkable career at this point. And he's still at it into his 40s now. And he's got that big bat. He's 41. But he's got that big bat, the big power bat. And he's doing it in D.C. now. So he did it off of Mets starter Carlos Carrasco in the first inning as he climbed up the major league leaderboards. Not many people have hit 450 Career home runs, and he is ranked fortieth on the all-time list now with that many home runs. He's he's past Jeff Bagwell and Vladimir Guerrero Sr. He's two away from tying the great Carl Yastrzemski. So it's a pretty great milestone. It's a pretty good great milestone. I mean, so this is Nelly's seventeen and eighteen seasons. And he was signed with the Nats to bring some leadership, some offensive power, and some protection for Juan Soto in the batting order. So, he's one of just three players with 450 home runs to have been a member of at least seven clubs. Joining Gary Sheffield, who played with eight teams, and Jose Canseco, who played with seven teams. So, it's, it's remarkable because you're, you're just talking about a guy who hit his first major league home run during his age twenty five season. So he didn't get off to an early start. He didn't get off to an early start, but he's forty-one now. So, you know, it's also his three hundred eighty-fifth homer since turning thirty. So he's had a pretty remarkable I, I wanna say second half. Yeah, second half of his career, you know, back half of his career, back portion of his career. So yeah, Nelly Cruz is that dude. Is that dude. The the Nats won over the Mets by a score of four-two. Let's head to Atlanta. So Hunter Green made his major league debut for the Cincinnati Reds in Atlanta. So this is a much anticipated pitching debut for Green. He's the top prospect for the Reds, or one of the top prospects. I think he is their top prospect. He's MLB Pipeline's number twenty-two overall. It was imp- he was impressive. It was a six-three Cincinnati win and. He threw 92 pitches over five innings, gave up three earned runs to go along with seven strikeouts, earning his first major league victory. He did hit the triple digits a few times, hitting one-on-one, up to to one-on-one at some point as his maximum speed, but he he reached triple digits 20 times, so his fastball was comfortably in the 100-mile-an-hour range. And you know his slider was great. He threw twenty-three sliders with eleven swings and five misses. But overall, a great major league debut from Hunter Green. This is a big arm. Remember, he's coming off a Tommy John surgery. He pitched last year, but he got t- Tommy John surgery the year before, I believe. So um, you know, he's he's two years removed from Tommy John, so he should be you know ready to go. But he's still young, so don't be surprised if the Red's the site to put him on an innings limit this year. I won't be surprised whatsoever if that's the case. But um, yeah, this, this is a guy who was really highly tired out of high school, signed for a lot of money. And he, was on, he was on the cover of Sports Illustrated when he was 17 years old. So that just kind of lets you gives you an idea of the kind of pedigree he has. So yeah, um, all in all, great stuff from Hunter Green. Let's head to the Midwest, to Kansas City. So there's a lot being made about Stephen Kwan. He is playing for the Cleveland Guardians. A lot is being made about this guy just three games into his career. And in the Guardians' first two games of the season, Stephen Kwan was the only bright spot. He picked up a few hits, drew some walks. But even when their offense erupted, on Sunday's 17-3 victory over the Royals, Stephen Kwan found himself yet again in the spotlight. He became the sixth player since at least 1901 to record a five-hit game within his first three career games. And through three games, Stephen Kwan is 8-for-10 with three walks and a hit by pitch. So you're going to be talking about, a lot about this guy and his bat-to-ball skills. That's what he does. Um, to be honest with you, I mean, I, I knew who Stephen Kwan was. Only because I, I knew who he was, in college and you know, watched some Oregon State uh, baseball and saw him you know star for them, and didn't think he would be up in the big leagues as, as quickly as, as he's made it to this point. But you're, you're talking about a contact hitter. That's that is his bread and butter. So yeah, he's up in the bigs and we'll see if he he seems like the the Nick Madrigal kind of a prototype. They were teammates in college. So there's that. Heading out to Anaheim, Shohei Otani hit a ball that was 119.1 miles an hour. That was the hardest hit of his career. And it was a ground rule double to right field. With that exevilo. I just wanted to mention that. Um he looks locked in. I mean, he's gonna be fine. Uh both on the mound and at the dish. He's gonna be fine. Otani's coming off MVP. Uh big expectations for him this year as long as he stays healthy you're you're talking about superstar absolutely still doing the two-way thing and that's yeah that's on deck again this year but the angels did lose 4-1 to the astros they did lose 4-1 to the astros you know astros coming out the gate well this 2021 season three and one to start the year on a nice road trip out west but you know, the Angels will will hopefully get things going. They you know, one and three, but Trout and Otani, those guys are Otani and Trout, that's the one two punch at the top of the lineup. Once they get hot, watch out. But the Astros lineup is definitely something to you know, to be careful with if you're a pitcher. I mean, Bregman looks comfortable at the dish. Jeremy Pena, the rookie, has had a good start. All those guys are are playing really well right now. If we head to Toronto. So the Rangers and Blue Jays played, Rangers got some revenge and defeated Toronto by a score of 12-6. Wanted to just mention that because it was Texas's first win of the year. Corey Seager still doing his thing, looking really good in that two hole, went two for five with an RBI. On the Blue Jays side of things, Matt Chapman hit his first home run in a Blue Jays uniform. Guerrero Jr. and Springer also joined him with the big blasts. So, lots going on in the baseball world. Um, I do also want to talk about some extensions real quick. So, Miles Straw agreed to a five-year extension with the Guardians. It's a five-year deal worth twenty-five million. To be honest with you, you know, Miles Straw, you know, he he's he's very light with the bat. You know, he is literally in he's a guy that's just there for his glove and and speed. But there's always going to be a team that needs speed. That's what you get with Miles Straw, so good for him. Good for him with you know 5 years 25 that bat is so light that I always I never thought he was going to stick around in the bigs, but like we've seen many times there is always going to be a team that needs speed. The Angels did release Justin Upton, so there are rumors that the Twins might be interested in picking him up. We'll see if they do. We'll see if they do. The Red Sox extended Garrett Whitlock for year extension with their right-handed pitcher. For him, it's $8.25 million. Not a whole lot of money, but locks down a key contributor to their bullpen. Not a bad payday for a pitcher who's barely a year removed from his MLB debut. And he's still never pitched at the AAA level. So an 18th round pick for the Yankees in 2017. He'll take that. Absolutely, he'll take that. Also coming off of Tommy John surgery in July, 2019. So that is gonna do for today, folks. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who'd be interested and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.